0: Hello, and welcome to the Activation Nation podcast, your weekly source of actionable advice from industry experts in self development, health, life vantage products, network marketing, and more to help you activate your wellness, your business, and your life. Today's episode focuses on self, one of the four pillars of belief. But first, the legal stuff. You may hear our guests talk about the income they've earned or how their health has been affected with life vantage. Please note that the average annual earnings of a typical active life Vantage distributor in 2021 was $704. For the most up-to-date information, please click the link in our show notes. Any product statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And now, here's your host to dive into today's story to help you activate your life. Hello,
1: Activation Nation. This is Selena Alger, the Vice President of Training and Development here at LifeVantage. I'm so excited to share this episode with you with our Executive Master, Pro 10, Carrie Dickey. We had the opportunity to sit down and talk all about how building belief in yourself enables you to build your network marketing business. It's a really great conversation because Carrie gets vulnerable and shares stories about how she got started as someone brand new who had never done this before and how she developed into the amazing leader that she is today. So, without further ado, let's jump into the conversation with Carrie Dickey. All right, we're so excited to be back with you today. We have Carrie Dickey here with us, one of our amazing Pro Ten leaders. And Carrie, for those who don't know you, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you're from and how you kind of got started in the business?
2: Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm excited and a teeny bit nervous, but um, anyway. I am Carrie Dickey. I graduated from the University of Colorado with a degree in advertising way back in 1985, and all I ever knew was what I did not want to do. I had no idea what I did want to do, and it was pressurizing. Gosh, if I could tell people today, I would say, relax, you don't need to know what you want to do, just do something, take action, move in a direction. But I didn't have that, you know, I didn't have that voice. So um, anyway, I graduated, was teaching fitness classes, bartending, put myself through school as a waitress, fitness instructor, bartender. And um, yeah, I graduated, I felt a little lost Um, So, so, so grateful for the great profession of network marketing. Um, Gosh, moved out to California and uh, sold educational materials door-to-door for a while. Um, And finally, when I was married, uh, some guy came to the door uh, to talk to my then-husband and said, you know, where's where's Gordon? And I said, well, he's not here. Uh, Was he supposed to be here? And he's like, Well, uh, yeah, I was going to talk to him about my business. And I said, Oh my gosh, I am so sorry. Please come in and tell me about your business. I feel terrible. I'll make you a cup of tea and sit down. Well, he started talking to me, and um, he was an engineering type, talking very, very slowly. And I finally said, Wait a minute, let me ask you a question. You mean to tell me? that if someone sells a vitamin in Kentucky or Louisiana or another country, I get paid? He said, Carrie, that's exactly what I'm telling you. And I said, well, you know what? You need to sign me up. And when my then-husband came home an hour later, I said, honey, we got a new business. He was not interested, had absolutely no thoughts of joining me, but I could not get the thought of leveraged income. I could not get it out of my mind. Uh, the idea of getting away from that work a day, get paid, work a day, get paid. Um, the idea of leveraging and and taking advantage of that was very, very enticing and exciting to me. I was horrible. I was unconnected. <laughs> I didn't know anybody. I was relatively new to the state of California. I relocated and... Um, I just tell you, you got to be bad before you're good and good before you're great. And I was not bad, I was horrible. I knew nobody, I knew nothing. I've never had a mentor I could touch. And I don't say that to make anybody feel bad. Stu Brody is my business partner, my business husband, one of my very best friends in the whole wide world, and we learned together. And I've been around for 30 years in and out of the great profession of network marketing. And I'm just so, so, so grateful for a place where somebody can have um, average intelligence and above average passion, enthusiasm, and just a burning, burning desire to succeed. And that was me. So uh, if you're out there and you're burning inside, you know, right in the solar plexus area, welcome to the club. Can I say one more thing? Yes, of course. So I remember sitting around, learning how to sell educational materials door-to-door, listening to people like Dennis Waitley and Napoleon Hill, T. Harv Eker, Millionaire Mind. They were all men. I didn't think women could get me anywhere. Women weren't really talking back then. I'm uh, 60 years old. (laughs) So uh, it was a different world. But I remember somebody talking about... Uh, the one percenters. He talked about the 80-20 rule. 80% of the people do 20% of the work and 20 do 80. And then he talked about those one percenters. And I remember looking to the people to the left of me and to the right of me, there were 32 of us and some were paying attention, some were not, some were sleeping, but my heart was beating. I knew I wasn't a one percenter, but I thought in my soul that I could be that I just had to become something brand new. And I burned to be different. I burned to be better than the other 31 people in the room. I had a yearning to be seen. I had a yearning to make a difference. I had a big desire to do something different in this world. And I'll never ever forget exactly where I was sitting in that room. And I don't know, it fueled me for decades.
1: Still does. (laughs) Well, that's incredible because it seems like that really connected with what you feel like is like you're like a mission or something bigger than just having a job, doing something day to day that like that, I don't know, vision you had for yourself. Is that kind of what got you started with the passion of like, yes, this is what can help me get there?
2: Well, that and I didn't want to wear pantyhose. Now I'm dating myself, (laughs) but I'm telling you, like working for someone else and wearing those dreaded pantyhose and high shoes, that was like death. And listening to someone tell, I mean, I didn't even know I was a rebel. I've always thought I was a total rule follower. But when I got jobs, a couple of them, it was excruciating. I mean, my managers at these restaurants were not smart. And I used to, I'm telling you, I I did have above average passion. I don't know what it was, but I would say, look, the movies get out shortly, No, I didn't say that. I said that, you know, it's 1030 at night. It's over. Send everybody home. And they would send everybody home and I would get my skates on. I was ready for the rush and they all came in the door and I would employ the, the hostess. I would get the bartender on my side. I'd pull in anybody to make my iced teas, grab my beers, help me out. And I would have 20 probably 20 at least tables, and I would fly around and say to the customers, oh my gosh, I cannot believe they sent everyone home. We had no idea there was going to be a rush, and I would clean up. People felt sorry for me. They left me huge tips. I cleaned up, raked in the cash, went home, and did the same thing again the next night. I've always had a passion for working hard, passing the time, being the best, trying to be the best, trying to be the best because I think – as a younger woman, I just, I don't know, I wasn't seen or something. I And maybe we all have that desire to be seen, to make a difference, to do something that matters. And maybe we don't all have that. I have no idea, but I'm just telling you that I have had it from day one. And not only at this point, it is so not about me. I mean, I just want my people to be seen. And when I say my people, I'm talking my people who think like me, not the people in my organization. First of all, LifeVantage is just one big, beautiful organization and family, especially now. And um, I just just want to see people shine. I want to take out my mirror and put it in their face and say, do you see what I see? Because I just wanted someone to do that for me at some point. And I'm not saying that my parents were great. I mean, my... You know, I had some good teachers and stuff, but there was something missing. Um, I didn't have a lot of direction. I was lost, absolutely lost. And when I found network marketing, I was terrible, but I was a fish in salt water. I was suddenly so, actually, I wasn't, not until I found LifeAnage. <laughs> I was a fish swimming in mire and muck and oil, but at least I was swimming. And when I found LifeAnage, it was like, I can breathe. I'm a fish in salt water. This is like shooting fish in a barrel. Our products are exceptional in every way. They make a difference and our people are incredible. And I just want everyone to run with me to shine, to be seen, and to become the people that God put them here to be. And that is my passion. And I had to do it first So that I could lay the foundation, you know, help people throw the ladder down and say, you know what, I did it. And if I did it, the waitress, the fitness instructor, the bartender, you can do it. And that's what uh, I can say, you can damn do it. But I wouldn't say that because we're on a podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, you can tell when you speak, Carrie, that that really is your passion is to help people see inside themselves. Maybe what they don't know is there and to discover that they can be so much more than they are currently. Um, it's a really unique skill that you have, and I th- hope people—it comes through in this of just how genuine that that passion I really is. I adore
2: people. I adore people. Everybody has something so beautiful and special to offer, but we're all so scared. Everybody's so scared. That's one thing. I've been terrified in my life. Terrified. I mean, so afraid. I mean, I'm telling you, I was 48 years old, and I literally thought that I was the only one that wasn't eternally happily married with perfect children, a perfect dog, a perfect Christmas tree, a perfect Thanksgiving, perfect lights on my house. I thought, you know, perfect dinners every night. I don't know how that even happened to me, 48, but I thought I was fatally flawed that I didn't stand a chance. And I'm just telling you that is just not legit. That is not real. And I don't want anyone, including my children to wait till they're 48 years old to get that message. I mean, I'm not kidding. I remember walking around the double cul-de-sac on Thanksgiving thinking, I don't stand a chance. Look at all these cars. Look at all these people and everything is perfect in their world. And I just can't get it right that is not legit. That is not true. That is not true for me. That is not true for you. Every single one of you have gifts out there and the world is waiting for you to unwrap the present of you. And I'm going to help you. We're all, you know, there are people in this company that are dying to see you succeed. I am just yearning for more pro tens, more elite distributors, so excited about where we are right now. It's your time. Dig deep, Unwrap the package of you.
1: How do you help your team do that? If you're working with people and you're, you're noticing that maybe there's like a block or they're not quite seeing exactly what you see in them, as a mentor, how are you helping people see that in themselves and build that belief for themselves?
2: You know, the first thing that comes to my mind is the entire time I was building, and I can't say it exactly the same today, but I answered the phone. I picked up the phone, no matter what. Sometimes I'd be with my kids. Sometimes I would be at a dinner. But I mean, in the beginning, I picked up the phone and I said, it's not a good time now. Is it a 911 or can I call you back? And I listened to them. I hear them. I listen to them. I'm not constantly trying to fix things, just like in any other profession. It's not always perfect here or at any other company. You have to listen to people, listen to their frustrations, listen for what they're not saying. Potentially, even if you're not on the phone in front of them, watch their body language, listen and hear them. And sometimes it's just offering just enough light for the next step. You don't have to be perfect today. If you could just take one little step or maybe today. I remember one time this gal was just feeling terrible. And I said, listen, you don't need to go out every, work, uh, every day to work. Just go out, go to Target and don't even talk to the gal behind the counter. But imagine if I did say something to her about what I'm doing or what, what I have to offer, I'm not going to do it, but if I did, what would I say? Imagine, maybe in the beginning, it's just imagining what you would say. Maybe you would say something like, wow, girl, you're really moving this line. I am so impressed with you. They must pay you a ton of money here at Target. You know, imagine yourself connecting. I mean, when I, I've been with four companies, like people might be terrified by that, but I've been with four companies and... (laughs) You got to be bad before you're good and good before you're great. I mean, there is a process here. So in the beginning, and I'm kind of going everywhere. Sorry about that. But in the beginning, there's something called a conscious, competent ladder, conscious, competent ladder. And you need to understand this if you are in the profession of network marketing, if you are a new distributor or potentially going to be a new distributor, you need to understand this. When people sign up on the dotted line to begin, or they're going to do this, they're all excited. Oh my gosh. And suddenly they go talk to somebody and they find out that they are an unconscious incompetent. They're horrible. That's what I learned. I was horrible. And most people go, I'm horrible. I'm out right there. You need to be there for them during that time. You need to let them know you get it that you were there too, because Otherwise, they're just history. So picking up the phone and listening to people's frustration and hearing what they're saying and what they're not saying and telling them this is a process. You're gonna be bad before you're good and good before you're great. Today you might be a conscious, an unconscious, incompetent. But soon, after we've worked together, after you take A little step. You have enough light for the next step. You, sometime, and it could be short, it could be long, depending how much you're working, will become a conscious incompetent. Like, (laughs) or you're consciously well. Actually, that's when you become you. You say, "I'm, I'm now, I'm a conscious incompetent. I know I'm terrible." Initially, you don't even know you're terrible, but you're going to learn you're going to become, you're going to be conscious of the fact like, I'm terrible. And that's when we have to catch people. We have to listen to them. We have to look at what we see in them and, and tell them legitimately. And it has to be real, a compliment that really matters and really lands for them. Maybe you say, you know what, you're just so incredibly authentic and you're so real about how terrible you are. And that is a great first step. At some point, you will become a conscious competent if you keep going if you don't keep going you never will and guess what you'll run around and you'll do something else and you'll hit it again because this is Earth school and life vantage is your laboratory and if you run away from this lab I got news for you you're gonna get another lab you might as well stay here and learn to make uh, leveraged income I'm not kidding so then you'll become a conscious, Competent, you get better, right? Bad before you're good, you get pretty good, but you're conscious. You're very, very aware of the words coming out of your mouth. This is the time to be honest and say, I'm a little nervous talking to you. You're amazing. I value our friendship. I value you. I admire you. You're an incredible mother. You're an incredible employee. You're just an incredible person. And I can't imagine anything more fun than working with you. But I'm super, uber, crazy nervous here. Tell the truth and at some point when you have talked and talked and talked and fallen down and fallen down and falling forward on your face whatever you know this is our school again You will become an unconscious competent. You do what you do every day with love in your heart. You don't even know how you're doing it. You're just doing it because you've been doing it and doing it and doing it. And I remember that in waitressing. I remember that in bartending. I was scared to death. Someone would come in and order a drink. And I was terrified that I would forget how to make it. And I'd have to open up my trusty little book and read in front of them how to make a Tom Collins. I mean, it's no different. Or they go, what are on the nachos? And I'd be like, ugh. Terrified. I hold on. Let me figure it out. I mean, anything you do, there is a learning curve, but why not learn something where you can actually make money you can earn while you learn? So the conscious competence ladder. You take a piano lesson, you're terrible, right? You're terrible. Yeah. Get on the phone, you can't even play chopsticks. Exactly. You're so starting So bad before somewhere. you're good, good before you're great.
1: I love that because sometimes we see people at the end and it just looks so easy for <laughs> them or so natural. And we don't see the process of how people ended up there and became that polished, presentable stage version of themselves. <laughs> yes. And then you're at the beginning and you're like, I'll never be Carrie. I'll never be able to go up on stage like that. I'll never be able to just to jump in a podcast and be fine off the cuff. So I think that's a really cool framework. You
2: know, I'm thinking of people right now. I'm thinking of Maria Williams when she had to go do a training over in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And I remember her knees were knocking together. Her voice was shaking. She was scared out of her wits. And I'm like, girlfriend, you got this. And Maria today, she is confident. She is poised. She is gracious. I remember Carrie Williams and Maria had to go. They were teaching their first premier school. They were too darn scared to do it alone alone. So they had to do it as a team and tag team each other. And I remember Stu Brody and I were in the room watching them. They were terrified to do it in front of us. I remember Michelle Poe's voice was up like 14 octaves. She was too scared. She couldn't even find her big girl voice. And I'm working with someone right now who's looking for her big girl voice. And I remember Carrie Williams' voice was the little girl voice. We're terrified. We're young. I mean, so yes. And and, and I've seen men. I remember, gosh, I remember, I remember a guy getting on stage and literally his notes didn't come up for Elite Academy and he had tears in his eyes and he was so terrified. And then all of a sudden he just started speaking from the heart and then he went off stage and burst into tears. And I'm like, dude, that talk inspired my sister-in-law, Jenny, my brother, That you, you just nailed it. And you thought you were going to deliver this, but you delivered that. Be who you are. It's good enough. You're, 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 it's good enough. You know, we just have to know that we're in we're in process. We are half baked. I think of my boys, 23 and 25. They're half baked. They're just learning. We are learning every day, whether it's network marketing or outside network marketing. So I mean, I've been with four companies. I was horrible with company number one. Company number two, oh my gosh, I was like, I don't know anybody. I don't know how to connect with women that want to decorate their homes. All I know how to do is teach fitness and play tennis. Like, what am I going to say to these women? I don't know how to decorate my house. And I literally would go into lines at Starbucks and think, you know, I'm going to start with the compliment. I'm going to compliment somebody today. I'm going to practice complimenting. And I would say I absolutely, it had to be a real compliment yeah you know, something that was legit. I love your shoes. I love your purse. I love your hair. I don't have much. I mean, I had a million things and complimenting is huge. And I opened the door and started figuring out how to make friends. I was the shyest little girl on planet earth, five years old, cried in the back of the class because they forgot my birthday. My mom brought the cupcakes. They were in the back of the room. Johnny came out. They're singing happy birthday to him. And the next thing you know, I'm on a puddle on the floor. My mom comes to pick me up. They said, Carrie, had a great day. But in the afternoon, she started crying and she wouldn't talk to us and we don't know what happened. They didn't know it was my birthday too. And I didn't have what it took to tell them. I was so incredibly shy. I remember I did an interview with Grant Cardone in 2016. He says, why on earth did you, as a, such a shy little girl, how did you even end up in network marketing? Yeah. I'm like, I have absolutely no idea. I pushed through the fear, the anxiety. I, uh, yeah, It was hard, it was hard, but you know what? It's so worth it. Who you become in the process, And then you get to help other people. So you know what? Just say, I know how you feel. I felt the same way. Feel, felt, found. I know how you feel. I felt the same way too. What I found is when I got to the other side, I was talking to Sharice Matthews today. It's 90 seconds of uncomfortable. You're uncomfortable for 90 seconds. If you have to have a hard conversation with your kids, with your husband, with your mother, it's 90 seconds. I don't even think it's 90 seconds that it's hard. It's just hard to begin. What do I say? Say whatever comes to your heart say what comes to your. I remember one time in a meeting, what do I say to this woman? She's such a bright, shining star. She's incredible. I admire her so much. She's on my chicken list. I don't know what to say. I said, you tell her that. You're incredible. You're smart. You're up on my chicken list. Today I'm taking you off and I'm going to talk to you, but I'm super uber nervous. Be who you are.
1: Have you found when you when you're a little bit vulnerable and you share those things that it's easier to connect with people or that it opens different doors than maybe um, just acting bullish and brave maybe would?
2: Selena, I have had no other methodology. The only way I've ever gotten through anything in my life is just being myself. I Either that or just be quiet. I was so <laughs> incredibly shy when I was young, and I never, ever thought myself was good enough. I mean, I'm telling you, I took my yeah. kids to kindergarten, and I thought, if I look down and wear a hat, I could almost cry saying this. If I look down and wear a hat, maybe they won't, they won't know that I'm an imposter. Like, I'm not really that great of a mother. I'm not really that great of a wife. I'm not really that great of a daughter or that great of a person. I don't know why I thought that. No one did that to me. Yeah. But I was not confident. And seriously, I thought I can't be on the PTA. First of all, I can't decide whether the balloon should be yellow or pink. I, I hate that. Like, no way. I'll, I, I, but I'm not even good enough to be on the PTA. And I, and I didn't want to sit around and try to watch people try to get to a decision. You know, I, I had to become my own boss. I had to be an entrepreneur. I had to find a way to, to be in this world and survive. And nobody could be more shocked than me at the money that I make today. It is shocking. I never made more than $40,000 in any calendar year in my life before this profession. And let me tell you, people, you don't have to wait 25 years like I did <laughs> to make good money. I mean, you don't have to. It's available. You just have to be courageous. Step outside your comfort zone. Life begins at the edge of your comfort zone. Why wait? Do it now.
1: That, that's the 90 seconds you're talking about, where you get to end yeah. of that comfort zone. You're like, oh my gosh, am I going to do it? Am, am I, I going to do- live? Will I I make it on the other side? Yes. Am I going to live standing on stage? If you want to be, you want to make money
2: in this profession, the people that make the money are standing in front of the room. I remember, my goodness, Sharice Matthews and I, 30 years ago, standing, sitting on the floor. There was a gal in a red dress in front of us. I'd say her name, but why? Anyway, I used to watch her, Malia. I used to watch her and say, I want to be her. I want to make the money she's making. I want to be her. I would look at her feet Uh, you know, sit at her feet and just look up. And kind of like I was in first grade, just what would it be like? What would it be like to make $2,000 a month? What would it be like to make $3,000 a month? I'm not kidding. I could not even imagine having a check that size. It was just crazy to go from zero total entrepreneur, can't work for anybody, to like, How do you even get there? It's one step at a time, one. Fear thought at a time, one 90-second period at a time. You know, that five-second rule, Mel Robbins, don't wait. Do something that scares you every single day. I remember driving across the UK. We lived there for six weeks one time at Stratford-upon-Avon, and I had to get in a car and drive across town on the wrong side of the room (laughs) or the wrong side of the street. I mean, that would be terrifying. Terrifying. (laughs) Terrifying. Almost killed people.
1: So it's not that scary to talk to people. No, and you're sharing a lot of really great tools you have in your tool belt. I love that you talked about the visualization that you would say, okay, maybe today's not the day you do it, but start thinking about what would I do if it was there? If I was having these conversations, like walking through mentally, that kind of like a potential framework, the do something every day. Don't worry about the 90 seconds. Are there other of these like tools that you help your team develop that like they use to, you know, because if you're standing on that edge of the comfort zone and it's that 90 seconds of fear and you really feel like you might not make it. What are some of the other tools you help give your team so it's like you can do this? You'll you'll be okay on the other side.
2: You know, I was recently at Optimum Health Institute in uh, San Diego. And it's where you go and cleanse and clean for a week. And I seriously went to write a book. I'm not kidding. I didn't want to take any classes or anything. And I went to emotional detox. I thought I was at the bottom of all the junk I had to let go in my whole life. I totally thought I was at the bottom until she started talking and I wanted to cry. And I'm not talking about crying right now. Sometimes you get emotional because you have touched something that's beautiful, not not icky. Yeah. This was icky. And I remember her talking about, we have 75,000 to 100,000 thoughts a day, 75,000 to 100,000 thoughts a day, and about 90% of them are negative. Wow. Or, sorry, 75% of them are negative, and 90% of them, I can't remember if she said 90 or 95, are repetitive I was like, wow. And she said, but you can reprogram your brain. Just go listen to a little Joe Dispenza. It's time to reprogram our brains. And you know what? You are never, your business will never be bigger than you are. You are going to have to use some tools and you shouldn't be reading at seven o'clock at night. You shouldn't be reading at 10 o'clock in the morning. You should be listening to a an, an pro audio potentially before bed, or you should be listening to a podcast, putting good things in on the off hours. I mean, I'm not kidding. I'm on uh, airplane mode and I listen to audible many, many, many nights for hours. I'm figuring it goes into my subconscious mind and I'm reprogramming reprogramming the six inches between my ears. It's crazy in here. And some of you can relate, man, this is a crazy place to be. And I'm reprogramming every day. I'm 60 years old. You are never, ever, ever done reprogramming your brain. But jump out of bed in the morning. Mel Robbins talks about the high five habit. Go over to that mirror and look at that mirror and say, Hey, girl, I'm going to high five you today, Carrie Dickey. You rock. You got to say this stuff to yourself. You rock and high five yourself. She says there is scientific research that says this works. This is such an easy tool. Get up every single day and high five yourself. You know, we've had some struggles at this company. I'm not going to lie. You know, everything hasn't always been perfect. I think we're doing really well now. I'm so excited about the path that we're on. But there have been times when I thought, you know what? I don't even know what to tell my team today. So I tried to stay ahead of them. I tried to learn something and teach it. Learn something and teach it. Learn something because then you get to hang on to it. It's just in your arsenal. So the fact... You know that, that that all these thoughts 75,000 to 100,000 a day, 75% are negative and 90% are repetitive. What am I going to do? I'm going to reprogram my brain and I'm going to start with the high five habit. You've got to find something that resonates for you and teach it to your kids. Teach it to your organization. If you don't have an organization, teach it to your husband. Do something that is going to change your state. There is so much good stuff out there today to listen to. Ask someone that you admire, what is your favorite podcast? Help me out with your favorite podcast. I need to put something good in my brain today. I am constantly, constantly reprogramming my brain. I have affirmations sitting on my, on my table. I rock. I am confident. I have an incredible relationship. I open myself to love in my life every single day. I deserve love. I give love. I share love. I receive love. You know, I, I am perfect just the way I am and just the way that I am not. Thank you, life." This is huge. I mean, you guys can tell I don't make this stuff up. I have to do it every day because sometimes I wake up and I'm like, I don't feel good today. What's going on? Get up, high five, have it, start reprogramming. Don't be lazy. If your life depended on it and you could make a check by doing this, would you do it? Become a professional. Become a professional, learn our company's story, put it next to your bed, and read it every single day and tell that origin story. As Tyler Daniels says, that origin story is critical. You have to become a professional if you want to make professional money in this space.
1: I love that. I love that you said find something that resonates because what works for you and feels true when you see it might not be something that works for everybody. Absolutely. So so I love that you're like, find what resonates because maybe for me, it's too weird to do a high five habit, but I do affirmations and I've got my little sticky notes all over my mirror. So it's, it's part of it is that discovery of like, what is going to be meaningful to each and every one of us as individuals. And you
2: know, Selena, they need to be out loud. Your affirmations are not, you don't sit there and read them. You need to hear them in your own voice, which is uh, my next point, man. Being a leader, you have to get your leaders. You've got to get people on your calls, get people in front of the room. Because when they hear themselves tear the, tell their story, their product story, their business story, why they join LifeVantage, Vantage it solidifies it for them. It's in their body. It becomes part of their, their makeup. It becomes part of their cells. And they become so strong. I'm like, can you be on the call tonight? I need to hear your company story. I'm doing a meeting here to corporate tonight. And I said to Ms. Beth Butler, I said, lady, you are presenting with me and you are going to talk about your business story. You're going to talk about the business. I think she might be a teeny bit nervous at Pro 3. <laughs> She's freaking out. But you know what? If you want to make money, be a pro three and get in front of the room. Tell your leader, I want to be in front of the room. And you can stand up there and say, I'm nervous as a cat. That's what I did. I stood up there and said, I'm nervous. This is the first time I've told my story. Please smile at me and be nice to me. Will you be nice to me? I am nervous. Be who you are right? But you got to do something every day. Do something that scares you. Find things that resonate. Speak out loud. Write them. Talk them. Carry them in your car. I'm telling you, I brought life LifeVantage into my life. I am not kidding. I'd been in another company. It wasn't working for me anymore. Uh, I, I I said, I'm going to take a siesta. I'm going to take a sabbatical. I'm going to really hang out with my children, love on my family for a while. And I remember Stu Brody says to me, my beautiful business husband and friend, you got to look at this video. You gotta look at this video, gotta look at this ABC primetime. I'm like, absolutely not. No way, not watching. You got a better chance of seeing God than me joining you. I'm not <laughs> kidding. I was like, absolutely not. And he's like, Carrie, I I just wonder if you think this might help me. And I said, Well, why didn't you say so? So I watched it a week before on June 13, 2010. I had written in five places in my home something like, I'm so happy and grateful I have a career that feeds my spirit. I teach, train, and motivate people every single day to be the best that they can be. I see people. I love what I do. I jump out of bed each day fortified, excited, because this doesn't even feel like work. And then I said the prayer of Jabez, God bless thee and me and enlarge my territory. And something like, keep me from my darkness so that I may do no harm. I can't remember it exactly, but I read it every day and I posted it in my car. I posted it in the bathroom, the master bathroom. I posted it in the kitchen. I said, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. I read it every day and one week later, Stu's asking me to watch a video. I'm telling him, it ain't happening, not watching the video. Finally, he said, well, Carrie, Sharice Matthews really liked it. You might want to watch that video. And I thought, are you kidding me? this girl could be in my business. And I literally ran to that video. And I, you know, I, I, I mentioned people and I'm sitting here thinking of all the beautiful people, Marcy Steiner, all the people that are not even in my business, in my personal life LifeVantage business. There are so many stunning and amazing and shiny, beautiful entrepreneurs and leaders all the way from pro one, all the way to 10. And 11 and 12, I mean, just the most stunning, beautiful people I've ever known. And I got to tell you, when I get in the real world, I mean, I kind of say, yeah, I was in the real world the other day and it was just plain weird. I mean, you can be with people and they don't even ask one thing about either your life or someone else's life.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's
2: never about me. I don't care anymore. I don't even want to tell you about my life. But when I sit there and watch someone who loves someone and there's no like, how are your kids or where are you going on vacation or how's your job or how's your heart? How's your life? How's your marriage? There's nothing. They just talk about themselves for an hour. I'm shocked at parties, at, at parties, like parties that aren't network, you know, where we are. I'm like, wow, this person needs a teeny tiny bit of personal development. If you're not asking questions and you're not seeking to understand and all you want to do is be understood, you're not going anywhere in network marketing. You're going nowhere. You are on an island on your own. You will never make money. It's always about the people sitting in front of you. Before I did this podcast, I'm like... But I just want to talk about everybody else. (laughs) I just want to talk about everybody else and tell them how fantastic they are. So if you're hearing me, you know... Yeah, you know, popos, I've got a a group of people, Jennifer Bishop. I I'm thinking of I end up. I hate that when you start naming names because I'm going to get off and I probably won't sleep tonight. <laughs> but I'm thinking of m- hundreds of people standing in front of me and and what they mean to me and and how the friendships that I've developed, the real. Say I mean, oh my gosh, I went through divorce almost 6 years ago. I thought I was going to die. I thought I was going to die. And you know what? To my knowledge, nobody gossiped. Nobody said anything nasty. I told, I went to my business partners first and I said, you know what? I failed. And they were all so gracious with me, and I don't think I spoke. People left me alone because I needed to be left alone. I asked them to leave me alone, and there was no nastiness. There was no gossip. Nobody told anybody to my knowledge. Everybody treated me with so much respect and kindness. If you want a community like this, build this business. Become the person that God put you here to be and make some money in the process. You deserve it. I'm sorry, I'm just going everywhere.
1: (laughs) No, it's awesome because, you know, we can see that you're excited and passionate. And I I hope your team who's listening and rooting for you and cheering for you also knows. The whole LifeVantage team. (laughs)
0: <laughs> how much you
1: love and care about them, because you know you can see that in how you talk about the community you've built here and the family that you found. Um, it's already
2: happening. Rachel and Tara—they come to came to Life Vantage like five, six, seven years ago, and I mean, these women just blew us up and took us into the 21st century. And social media is becoming such. A, I'm so grateful you're here. I mean, social media has become such a massive part. Of our, uh, it's becoming. I'm so excited about where we're going, and so you're right. Yes, every single person out there now, I'm going to be terrified about not mentioning people.
1: Carrie's not going to sleep tonight or for the next week, afraid <laughs> exactly. that she forgot people. Exactly. But I think the cool thing there is, you're right. There's all these powerful tools to help us connect with people. Yes, because what you have built is a network of connection, and what uh. you're saying are missing when we go out into the world and you're at those parties is. People aren't there to connect. They're not there no. to, to really invest in relationships. And that's what's missing for a lot of people in and their lives. they people. They they're just not. don't know. They don't even know. They don't know what they don't know. Right? Yeah. We got to teach them. We do. And, you know, I love that you talk about the life school because yes. the things that you learned building yourself and building a business, those are life skills just taught in a little bit of a different way.
2: You know, I'm probably not going to get this right, but it's Gary. Well, why would I put that out there? Hello, cancel, (laughs) clear that. That's a big one. Cancel, clear, cancel, clear. I have to do it all the time because stuff comes out of my mouth and I'm like, Gary Dickey, what did you just say? This is probably going to come out perfectly, but there's a guy called Gary Zukoff that wrote a book, Seat of the Soul. Oh my gosh. It's like my favorite book on the planet. And he said something like, when your talents meet opportunity it's something like that it's magic when oh when your when the when your talents or your soul when your profession shows up to meet the energy of your soul magic happens something like that it's like when you when you really truly are showing up for your soul you're showing up to be who you are you can't help but fail. Even if you're a pro three or a pro four, and you're, you call yourself stuck there. It's who you're becoming in the process. Go with it. Be okay with that. Read that book, Seat of the Soul, Gary Zukoff. Incredible read. And I don't know if any of that made sense, but I'm it trying. It does. And
1: I, Carrie, I appreciate so much that you talk about all the different times you've had to give yourself permission to reinvent yourself or to grow, because sometimes we do feel stuck or we put ourselves in these little boxes and then you know we have those negative thoughts of like, I can't make that next step, I, I'll never be that person. But I think it's cool that you've really embraced, like I am an ever evolving version of myself. Totally. And that the Carrie that we see now is a much more available and vulnerable and beautiful version of probably the woman that was so scared to talk in line all those years back. And every
2: single thing you do in this life leads you to what's next. Everything leads you. Whatever you've done in the past has led you to life vantage. I'm not kidding. My first company, all I learned was how to be fearless, how to talk to people in the airport, how to... You don't have to do that. But I talked to anyone who came near me and I was terrible, but I was... I had to learn, forget being fearless. I was terrified, but I felt the fear and did it anyway. And I learned, okay, I could do that. I can feel the fear and do it anyway. I'm still scared to talk to people today. I'm not kidding. I still am. I still wonder what they're going to think of me. I just being honest. Yeah. My second company, I learned like, oh my gosh, do you guys remember the book? Uh, are, you know? Are you my mother? Are you my mother? I was like, are you the leader? Are you the leader? Are you going to teach me? Are you going to be my mentor? And finally I thought, well, If it's gonna be, it's up to me. If I were a leader, what would I do? Fake it till you make it. So I thought, okay, I'd have a meeting at my house. I would invite people to come to the training. For the first hour, I would just introduce everybody. I would keep it tight. You know, who are you? Why are you excited about LifeVantage? It was another company, but why are you excited? And I had them talk, and then I thought, well, I'm going to share best practices. What am I doing that's working? And I shared that. I put it on a flyer because I'm old, right? <laughs> that cancel clear that too. I'm young because I'm using all of these amazing products. But anyway, I'm 20 on the inside. But, uh, but then, and then the last hour was about connection. It was about people running across the room going, Oh my gosh, I love what you said. I live in that city too, or I have two children too, or I'm dying on the vine, trying to be a good mom too. And so in that process of faking it till I made it, I became a leader till this one day this leader says to me, so I know that you've been looking for a leader. What do you need from me, Carrie? And I was like, well, I don't want to give up the opportunity to train. And I don't really want to give up the opportunity to introduce. And I don't really want to give up the, I said, can you bring the donuts? Well, it wasn't donuts. It was bagels. <laughs> I would, know, You know me, you guys know I'm healthy. I was like, I didn't want to give up anything. I had become a leader. The next company, I learned how to incentivize. I learned how to catch myself on fire with enthusiasm and have the world come from miles around to watch me burn. I knew how to use the power of the secret, Rhonda burn to create things. You don't have to know how it's going to happen. You only have to know that it's going to happen. You don't have to know the how, you just have to know the what. And you got to believe it and you got to talk it. You got to say it every single day. That is a huge tool in my toolbox. And when I got to Life Vantage, I was a pretty developed leader quite, you know, I had made a lot of money in 2008 for one year. And then I was, then I needed the opportunity to earn that income again. And I was locked and loaded. Opportunity was meeting the gifts of my soul. And I ran here. I was a fish in salt water and you can be too. I believe in each and every one of you. You know, I do. We don't know. You can't look at somebody and know what's inside their heart. You don't know who this is going to, who is going to do this business. You have no idea who is going to pick up and run with the ball. So throw the, ball to everyone. Offer, offer, offer. You don't know who's going to take a hold of this.
1: That's so great. Carrie, if you could give one piece of advice to someone who's new, they don't know, oh, they do know how terrible they are. They're trying to overcome that practice, move forward, and become the next best version of themselves, what would your one piece of advice be?
2: I'm going to R&D this, rip off and duplicate. And this is what you do in this business. Amy Homewood, she said, think bigger sooner. Oh my gosh. Think bigger sooner. Stop having such a teeny tiny little mind. Have a bigger mind think bigger sooner. That's all I can. That's the first thing that came to my mind. And once again, I'm wondering who I've forgotten. I love each and every one of you. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity to talk with each of you. I miss you. It's been a crazy couple of years. I miss each and every one of you. And I just can't believe how blessed I am to get this opportunity. Thank you for listening to me.
1: Oh, so it's exciting. been so fun to have you here in our Life Vantage <laughs> studio and to, to learn a little bit more about the waitress version of yourself that existed. Ouch. <laughs> but I, no, I love origin stories. I love her too. I think I love that's her what makes, you know, it. what... Really makes us connect with each other is seeing who we are now and also being vulnerable about where we came from and where we hope to go next. And I appreciate you so much trusting us with parts of your story and sharing a lot of your journey with our audience because they need to hear these things and they're excited to learn from you and to get to meet you soon and just appreciate all the time you've given us, Carrie.
2: I want to hear a podcast from. All of you stunning people out there. I don't know where we begin that, but we need to hear from you. Get to at least Pro 7 and I'm sure you are going to get to do a podcast too. I want to hear you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for giving me the opportunity.
1: Awesome. Thanks so much, Carrie. And I'm sure we'll have you back in our studio soon.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Activation Nation podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tell your friends and share your biggest takeaways from today's discussion with anyone who could benefit from them. This episode is sponsored by Life Vantage Legacy, a nonprofit dedicated to improving lives and building a lasting impact for those in need around the world. Learn more at lifevantage.com. We look forward to sharing more with you during next week's conversation. Thanks for listening and being an important part of the LifeVantage community.